This is the last one. I just want to ask you this. Can you give us a little scouse accent? Is that possible? <laughs> I want some chicken. <laughs> Come on. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Injury Time with me Sandeep Menon. We bring you yet another interview with one of the standout personalities in Indian football. With us this week we have Gerard Nus, the manager of Northeast United FC. They've started off the season quite well and uh, Gerard goes into detail about, you know, why they've managed to start off well, what his principles are and uh, how he went about uh, making the team and what even brought him to the shows in the first place. We also delve into his past where he talks about his time with uh, Liverpool, the team with Gerard and Torres and uh, Rafa Benitez, Gatsava Poet, Grigore Samaras and many other players that he's worked with his friend uh, Andre Orlandi learning the scouse accent coming from Spain that's the first introduction to English that he had his experiences across the world it's a very good conversation and uh, hope you enjoy it so get, let's get straight to it First of all, uh, coach, welcome to Injury Time. Thanks for giving your time. I know you are really busy with you know games coming thick and fast and uh, festive season and all. So, how have you been since your time in India? Well, for, first of all, thank you for for the interest of talking to me. For me, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. So, um, I mean, it's obviously with the the COVID situation is not ideal the uh, situation. I would love to be. in india and getting to know the the great things that this country and these people could offer you know and going and traveling to the different stadiums and to to the different um you know getting to close to the fans and getting to know you know everything and, and that would be the you know it's it's hard times but it's um definitely nice to be here and and to be experiencing and this ISL which is really interesting competition and is a is a league that is helping to improve the football in in India and I'm happy to be part of it yeah i always say this to all the players that i've spoken to all the new managers who come just i just hope that you guys are here once the situation is resolved because you get to travel you see the fans in kerala how they behave differently to the fans in the northeast or in karnataka it's yeah. like a massive country right Yeah, we're missing that. That's that's what I try to say. It's it's um, it's sad that we're missing this part because that's truly I believe that football it's for for the people, for the fans, you know, and and um, it's not the same. I mean, it 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 completely the meaning of football without the people it's it's almost nothing, you know. But um, the most important is that the competition is still going on and it's been. you know a big thing from all the people to to be sure that it would be football and no matter what is the situation worldwide so that's that's a positive because at least people can follow it and we felt so far the support of them by all the social media and definitely that's that's great and it's it's excited for the players and obviously ourselves as a staff to to see that it means a lot you know to to have a club, to be part of the club and this case northeast united and and see all the people behind us it's it's definitely a a, a beautiful thing so no, i have to say the 
since you've come to India, the, the interest in Northeast has been really high this year, the way you guys are playing and everything. Uh, so that's actually very refreshing to see. But uh, before we get into that part, can you talk about uh, how this move to India came about? I know you know Avram Grant well and he's worked with Northeast and things. So generally asking, like, how did you, this move come about? Well, this, this is football, you know, when sometimes the opportunities come and um, you analyze and you, you decide if it's the, the best for you. And I, I like the challenge. Obviously, I knew that last season it wasn't a um, really positive one in terms of the results. So I, I, thought I, I thought I could bring my experiences here and I, I am, I'm so pleased for that opportunity. And what we try to do since day one is to to be to create a team that is really competitive a team that really no matter what is the final result but you're gonna fight 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 and be be like using this opportunity to to prove ourselves as players and as staff that we we want to do something serious that we want to be proud of ourselves after every single game like we gave absolutely everything and that's something that I'm so pleased because we've seen it in the in the eight games that we play so far. A team that, in many cases, we deserve more in terms of results because we created more chances than the opponent. And also, at the same time, we are a team really hard to be beaten, which actually only happened once in all, all of those eight games. And even in that one that we lost, we, we, we missed a penalty, which is a clear opportunity in any football game to at least score and obviously in that case it would mean the draw so that's something that I'm pleased I know it's a, it's not an easy task ahead because uh, we didn't have like a long season but it's not an excuse that's the way it is for all the teams and the most important is that we we becoming a strong as a team and also we we improving our players the players are getting in a, they improving their level, all of them, no matter if they play more minutes or they don't haven't played yet, or they play just few minutes. All of them, their level is higher than a few months ago, and that's something that we all are pleased with. So, before you made the shift to India, did you know much about uh, football in India, about the northeast and ISL and things like that? Because you I have worked in Asia. Right? Yeah, I, I was really familiar with the, the Indian football because I, I have uh, good friends that they play here uh, or coaches that they coach here. So I got a lot of information and I, I was excited about this opportunity. Um, but at the same time, because I thought I could bring something to it, you know, I, I, I think it's a, a league that is developing uh, with seven years of history at this moment. But also with a, um, you know, with a huge uh, desire to get better, and this I think makes made a perfect fit for me because I want to get better, uh, I want to keep learning, I want to at the same time, uh, I had amazing chances, amazing experiences so far, and um, you know uh, I think we, it was a perfect match and. Um, I'm happy with the 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 line of or with the process of, in terms of work that we're doing so far. You know, I think the the players they took it in a really nice way because they they see that we came here to to help them to develop, and 
and I, I'm pleased with it. I, I see that the Indian mentality is, is, is really a culture that people want to, to become better. And, um, and that's why I'm, I'm here, because I think it has a meaning. So one of the things I notice about this team is how well-drilled the whole team is. You spoke about uh, previously in a press conference, I had asked a question about changing the style to adapt to an attacking team as opposed to a defensive team. You spoke about the principles of play being the same. So uh, could you talk about what exactly are the principles that uh, decide the football for North East United? Well, first, we need to, to be a team that we are well organized. And this means everybody has to know what to do in every situation of the game. And there are things regarding the team as a group, what we do when we don't have the ball, what we do when we have the ball. And obviously every scenario in the game, it might be different because you're playing against different opponents. The ball might be there, the timing, the, the how we feel fitness. And there are a lot of things that cannot be reproduced 100%. It's always different in every single game. But there are moments of the game that you know what's going to happen. Like what's going to happen when it's a kickoff? What's going to happen when it's a goal kick? What's going to happen when it's a corner? So all the things that you can control, we we want to be ready for it. And everybody knows how we're going to do it. And one day we know, we analyze the opponents, we know what most likely they're going to do it. So we it's not a surprise and we prepare for it. This is a, as a team. So organization, preparation, work, but there is this um, desire, this mental side, which for us is so important because at the end, if you are ready to give everything, it's really hard for anyone to, to you know, you, you, it's really hard for anyone to, to, to beat you, you know, because if you want more than the other and you are well organized and have this clear idea of how punish the teams, and how deal with them when they have the ball. It's, I'm not saying that you're not going to lose. No, of course, you still, uh, because we're playing against really good sides with good coaches and so on, that, which they try to do the same to you. But at the end of the day, it's, it reduces the, pro, the chance for them to, to, to damage you, you know, to, to punish you. And that's what we believe. We believe with the work, we're working a lot. And we try to control all the things that we can control based on this organization and also with this um, mental and this commitment, this kind of um, um, intention, you know, like be sweet John all the time. Uh, it's, it's this. No? What I'm saying that is that it, it's, it might sound too simple, but actually it's a lot of things because organization for me, it means having control of, of the changing room which players that play already, which ones they can be in the roster and never been before, give a chance to players that never had it before. You know, it's a lot of things to take under consideration. And uh, that's when you you manage every single thing and you, we do less mistakes and great decisions and obviously the results go in our favour as well, then you have a, a, a final product, let's say it that way. So uh, I think you might be the best person to answer this because of your work as a technical director and studies in sports science. 
when i was younger i used to be all about the tactics like you have to follow the different formations and all those kind of things more and more now i think and look at a team it's more about the character of the team like the tactic it's very important but it's about the players and their mentality how they go about it and things like that from your perspective as a coach which part would you say is the most important one i think every part is important i think the tactics are a crucial part i mean it's so essential without that tactics um i mean you have to be top on terms of tactics but as we said also this um, mental side it's it's probably one of the things that has more range of improvement i think in the last years we've seen massive developments and more knowledge about how the players supposed to eat how the players supposed to take care of the pitch Uh, how they in terms on the pitch how they have to play the tactics or fitness it's been a big improvement in all those areas but uh, probably in the mental side is definitely the area that with a huge um uh, huge potential to get even better and better and that's one of the areas that I'm more more passionate about I have more passion about it but definitely for me to have this you have to be in control of everything if you're massively good in something but a disaster in another one then the, the team will not perform and, and not only as a team also as a human being you know you need to have this kind of balance uh, emotionally when you're winning and when you're losing don't take everything as a, as a disaster when the result wasn't great and don't take it as a like a hero when everything goes in your favor and you win and you win and you win you know it's it's that you know as a human beings as individual but also as a group having that kind of a balance and because i truly believe that you know i truly believe i truly believe that when you winning is because basically we doing a lot of better things but also when you losing it's not just because everything it's a disaster you know and as i said when you winning also oh, it doesn't mean that everything was completely perfect in all the areas no not at all you know and that's football is the best example is like life when you sometimes you don't deserve much but life give you more or maybe in a game is the same maybe you don't deserve it because you just created one chance and you still winning the game even the other team created five chances you know but this is the way it is and we have to get our mental balance and you know and deal with it so in terms of indian players uh, one thing i always hear from coaches is how they most of them are inclined to learn new things uh, is that the same thing that you found as well because a lot of these players if you look at them their uh, football education is not the level of european level so you might have to teach them things that probably 16 17 year old in europe would have already learned so is that the same thing that you have uh, come across well what what i think is that the indian players are players that they want to get better players that they have the desire to become better and that's for me huge as we said in the beginning that's why i was so passionate to come to india because they they they're not arrogant or things like that all completely the opposite you know they are players that they are, have this humble mentality to get better you know like i want to learn and that's great for a coach and a coaching staff because you basically now is about us to give them information and 
training sessions and so on, they're getting better. Um, it is true that what I find out as well, that you need to be um, on the toes, like constantly you have to um, remind them, like stay there, keep going, keep going, uh, positive feedbacks. And um, it's, it's not enough with just one time that you say something. But that's, to be honest, this happens everywhere where I've been. You know, uh, learning and it's, or coaching is not just a matter of one day or one week or even a few months. It takes time. Um, and more than what you say or what you show them is what you practice. That's the most important. When you practice it, then you even realize it even more and it comes more into your, into your brain and into your legs and into your body. But not just by the fact that you just practice one day, it's already there. So you need to have this kind of consistency. Um, but we see improvement. Definitely, we would, if we have more time and more months and years with that consistency, we'd see huge, huge development in, in football in India. So under you, we've seen uh, Chara and Apuya, Nintoy all improve and uh, Apuya, especially even a leader of, in your team. So uh, how have how have they impressed you? Like, what have what is it in them that you saw and you thought, okay, Apuya can be one of the main guys in this team, can be a leader of the team? Well, first, because I, I checked the videos from last year, I saw all the games, I watched all the games of the last season, and I knew how was how important he was already. But um, also, um, in every single training session, he's so competitive, and that's something that I I asked since I won to everyone, and I said, look, if someone don't want to to don't don't want to fight and don't want to compete and they don't want to train and basically want to give up or things like that and they can leave i have no problems i want to have people here committed to improve 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 no matter no matter what has, is the situation and no matter if we're winning we're losing we're drawing i don't care you keep working keep working because that's the only way if you're in that direction don't give up try to be positive no matter what i'm sure the results and the self-improvement it's it's there and will be there so and these players they show that they they have this character to to become better they want to learn and they have this energy and obviously as a coaches we have to be there to to provide them this kind of support sometimes this support doesn't mean to say well done keep going sometimes it means hey wake up don't relax for a second keep there so you need to keep that balance between uh, push them and between motivate them you know in um is a is a thin balance you know between between that but to be honest not just about those players it's all about all the teams and in any league in the world so in terms of recruitment uh, you've seen some really good foreigners uh, in northeast in the previous years you had asmogian obbeche you know players of that level but you have bought in a lot of younger players to them to say that, like you know, Apaya, Silla, uh, Kamara also has been a revelation. So how do you go about uh, recruiting these players? I know you worked with some of them before, but uh, generally, how do you go about recruiting these players? Basically, I, I only work with one, with Kwesi Apia. Mm-hmm. And the other ones is about having, um, uh, obviously, knowledge of football worldwide, uh, having contacts, uh, having a lot of information before you sign those players. 
not only in football or tactics or all this, so about injuries record. Also, um, uh, some of them uh, I got to know other people that were with them or the teammates or other players. So I got good information of how they are in, in the changing room, how they behave. All this kind of information helps you to, to make better decisions. Um, but at the end of the day, there is nothing certain until you have them here and they you see them in the trainings and you have that those conversations. It's important that they knew before to arrive here what this would be like because it's not easy when you are in a in a quarantine system you know with this um, many cases far away from families so they have to mentally be prepared before to arrive here because if they cannot deal with this or they are not mentally prepared for or willing to go through this then no matter what they are good at the pitch or not they, they definitely know are the profiles for this experience for this especially for this year with this covid situation and with this bubble structure so mm, replying the question is about to get as much information as possible before you you go and you approach them and you you obviously offer them a contract and you're getting into those details and to finalize the contract. You know, for me, it's important that I speak to them and I get to know if they definitely just interested to to come, not for, for the salary side or for the economic part also because they, they see it as a huge platform, a huge opportunity for them to, to improve in their future careers, whatever is in India or maybe in another leagues further on. You know, it's that's what they want to see, players that they came with the desire to do well, to prove themselves, because that's definitely good for, for their career in, in the present, but also in the future. So uh, since you've been here, has anything surprised you about Indian football? Well, I like the organization of the league. I see it's a league improving and a league that... Um, it's it's really professional. Um, obviously, there are things that have to get better, but it is is like any other league in the world. Uh, in general, I think that they, when I had meetings with them, I see that they are they're trying to get also feedback from coaches because they have this um, mentality that okay, we know that it's just the seventh edition of this championship and. What feedback can we get from you guys? And, and that tells a lot, you know. So definitely it's it's the best way to improve all of us and as a league. So I'm impressed with that. I'm impressed with the, the level of players. I see definitely with the um, right support and the right decisions, I, I definitely can see many Indian players going abroad and doing well. As long as there is the right way and the right platform and the right places but definitely i see a level for for it so that tells a lot of them of the kind of uh, players that naturally india produce you know with the good good structures with clubs good coaching and good um structure around and definitely i'm sure that can can become a really a football power in in the future so moving away from uh, the season and the league, let's talk about you. Because uh, I was looking during my research about you in this. And 
you worked in korea in australia in uh, spain england kazakhstan sweden it's such a you know it's like this so many different places that you've been able to travel and do dana as well with the nasib so what is the difference that you see how does the football culture vary and across these places we can have two hours to talk about <laughs> every, every one of those experiences and let's pick up the main ones for you that things that you uh, picked up it's hard to tell it's hard to tell it's uh, better if we are more specific i mean for me the, the experiences that i enjoy more probably are the ones where i was a head coach with a head coach role that was a, the first one was in the states with rio kc which was the second team of i mean there was a, a team attached to rio vallecano a team in madrid in spain um and that was for me it was i had really good players there derek boateng uh, georgio samaras uh, you know players really well known worldwide um and so many others so that that was for me a huge experience because i could put in practice finally what i got in my mind and and what they learned in all the experiences with top coaches like abram gran uh, rafa benitez caspoyet and so uh, so many others and we were successful because we we were 10 games unbeaten uh, we we won five straight wins in the last five games and we achieved the playoff in that in that league so it was a um, really successful and i was really happy about what we achieved um i mean that was one uh, in kazakhstan it was a it was not a long experience uh, we 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 learn um, also the how different is the cultures how is um, um what the people really wants there uh, it, it was different but it it brought us a lot of um self uh, knowledge also of trying to not just what you can bring into one place also what they actually want from you and then uh, makes you realize is when you go to a project first of all try to understand how is the club and what actually this is club is all about you know and without that it's i think it's a wrong approach because you cannot just think no this is me and this is how we work now first of all you have to know what actually it's the mentality of the of the club you know and sometimes clubs to be fair they don't even know what they are they everybody obviously wants to win but and sometimes it's not realistic you know i mean yes who doesn't want to win i mean everybody wants to win but you need to know okay well, how you are comparing to other teams what is the their salaries what is the structure around then it makes more sense for a club to to be more in line of that those targets and and this is not something that come come from the coaching point of view but at least um you can be more reliable or more more um more uh, how i would say more clean on your own mind you know when you for example in kazakhstan i remember you know we 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 supposed to be one of the top teams in the league but how can you be one of the top teams in the league if you are having no training ground if sometimes you cannot even train because there is the pitch is full of snow uh, 
or do you have to spend so many hours traveling and the other teams they might have a private jet so what i'm saying by that is that um the kind of pressure that you have to get under it has to be equally to to the amount of resources or the amount of uh, a structure that the club as a club is put in place so it cannot be just this is the coach and you have to perform no matter what coaches we're going to try to perform no matter what of course but the target for one club it cannot be the same um, if you have absolutely everything and if you have one of you know if you don't have the same that that the others so i think it's important as a as a, um, a kind of a proper de- uh, the thoughts about football in in that point of view for for owners for clubs you know to to have a clear mind of actually what we want to be as a club i'm t- i'm not talking about my club right now i'm talking about no at all i'm talking about football i'm talking what we want to be as a football club. If you are Barcelona, what, what are you as a football club? If you are Manchester City, if you are any other clubs like in Kazakhstan, that the club, what, what is our identity? What do we want to achieve? A vision. Yeah, a vision. We want to be a team that produces players. We want to be a team that believes with the academy. We want to be a team that only cares about winning. Uh, you know, I think that's important, like any company, any business in the world, okay? Let's be sure we have a clear identity of what we want and then to have that process that makes us close to this. You know, this is something that I realized from all those experiences uh, that I had so far. And I see that many clubs, there is no clear structure or there is not a, a clear mentality of, or mine of what the club wants to be what, or what this club is all about. Um, for example, here in North East, I definitely see a, a mentality and a clear path. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a club that believe historically with, you know, with the youth. And this is definitely great to see that this is a, you know, is a, is a club that we, we give him chances to, to players that other clubs didn't, didn't, see as a potential player and we give that and proof of that is our lineups you know we have really young players that I'm sure they're going to be the future not only the future even the present of Indian football you you just mentioned some of them and that's that's really a great thing you know it's it's beautiful to to be in in this kind of club and so how hard was it also to be in a country like you know South Korea Kazakhstan where the language It's a major issue because you speak very good English and uh, Spanish, of course. So how difficult is it for a manager to be in a country where they don't speak that language? It's difficult and, and it's not ideal. Best thing is if you learn the language. Obviously, learning Korea, it takes time. And um, Kazakhstan was Kazakh language or, or Russian, which obviously is also a tricky ones to learn and it takes time. You have to be for a few years probably to to get to a high level of communication. But then obviously you you have translators which they're gonna do their best to help you. It's important to have good translators that they 
they not only understand the languages, also they understand the football and the moments, and, and that's why it's it's uh, really it's really hard to to be in those situations because it's uh, in football there are good moments, bad moments, and to have this kind of mentality and that that's why this kind of role it has to be well picked and it has to be the right person or persons to to be close to you. Now, can we speak about uh, Ghana? Because I was looking at that squad. You had uh, Papaya was there, Christian Atsu, Andre Ayu, his brother Jordan, uh, Asma Gyan. Quite a young team also at that time. Uh, a lot of them in their 20s. And you went on to the final, eventually losing out on penalties, which is also long penalty kick and stuff. How was that experience for you to go to Africa to take over a national team, which is very different from a club set? Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, uh, I will always be pleased with Avron Grant for that opportunity. It was a, a huge time, you know, because we, I, 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 it was my first time in Africa and I get to know a lot of countries. You know, I went to Senegal, to Congo, to Rwanda, to South Africa, to, to obviously Ghana, to Equatorial Guinea. And you know, and many others, and um, you know that's as experience to go to such a of continent and those countries is 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 it's great. You know, it's just get to know what's the world around, and and in terms of football, also the passion that the people put into the the teams to, to the, in that case to the national teams, it's it's huge. For us, we were so close to achieve something that was not achieved since more than 30 years ago. And we were so close, one penalty away from, from that historical achievement. But at the end of the day, we, we were runners-up, you know, and also it was a big, big success so far. And it was great because the, those players, they were magnificent at that moment. And obviously, all of them, they're still playing and in a huge clubs. And um, what I can say, I mean, it's it was it it was probably I can see myself going back to 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 Africa at one point because um, it's also people that lives for football, they breathe football. The everyone is so passionate about it, and you know, and especially with the national teams, and it's. To be part of a Afcon, African Cup of Nations, or tournaments like this, or obviously World Cup, for them it's something unique. And you, as a coach or a coaching staff, it's unique experiences. You only you only have to live it by yourself to really understand what it means and what what is all about. Now I wanted to ask you about your. The technical side, you studied sports science, uh, you worked as a technical director, and you also have an app, Efficiency Match Sports app, which you work with. And So how important is technology into football? And are you someone who leans towards bringing more technology to the game? And how did you get involved in the app? Yeah, basically this app was is the result of my own experiences also. I, I wanted to find a tool that could help us to send the message, the tactical message, the the meetings and everything in a in a clear way. And as we just said, sometimes when when you have players that we speak different language, whatever 
helps them to understand uh, like this, you know, efficiency matches. It provides you this kind of animations, uh, movements. Then you can see yourself with the photo, the number, the name. And then it's less misunderstanding because basically you see, okay, you go there, then the other player overlaps or he's going to do this kind of pressing, then you have to be there. Definitely these kind of things uh, help us a lot. This, uh, we put it into the video sessions and you know, players understand and players, they, we get the most from, from them, you know, and we, we use it in the African Cup of Nations before the trainings in the video meetings and also it, it was i believe a strong way or reason why it helped us to become quite successful so did these various roles the things that you worked in uh, at that academy and you know assisting as a coach and being a head all this technical director all this helped you as a manager now the, the role that you're doing as a head coach i think that's so. all these help i think so because first you understand what it means to be in the other side and then you know and I try to respect everybody's position but at the same time you when you are head coach you you have to once you know what's going to be in the head on the mind of the system so because you've been into those positions so now you know what you can ask him how can you ask him and so on you know but at the same time when you're a head coach you have a big responsibility you have to get the most from everyone so you have to find this balance between push but also um, kind of a nice in a nice way you know uh, but also you have to keep everybody on their toes because if you don't put pressure then people naturally they we get comfortable and we relax and without this kind of tension you're not gonna de deliver results so now I just want to give some names, the people you have worked with and things. And uh, if you can tell a story or an anecdote or the experience working with them and things, because for us, these are, you know, the people that we idolize or grew up uh, watching and being big fans of. So I started Rafa Benitez, close to you, because he wrote the forward to your book and things like that. So how, how what is he like? Because from a distance, he seemed cold distance, very tactically, you know, very, very focused and things yeah. like that. So how is he as a person? He's a, he's a person that is really hard work. Uh, he's a person really serious in, in his work, that he likes to control a lot, whatever happens in the field, but also off the field. He likes to have a lot of information about everything. And um, he's, a, he's a football lover, you know, a person that has been in football all his life. And he, you know, that's why he became one of the best coaches in the world, in the old times, I believe. Uh, he got, you know, the success in, in Liverpool, how he, he brought so much to, to, to the English football, also in Newcastle, you know, how get them promoted. And I mean, it's, it's definitely someone that gave me a lot of influence or brought me a lot of influence in terms of control, of the things that you can control because at the end this is a game and there are obviously the other teams and there are a lot kind of unpredictable things that we we is not in our hands but yes at least all the things that you can influence and you can you can deal with and that's something that I learned from him and this kind of um, also he was one of the first to 
to start talking about rotation. Uh, in the last years, it's become crazy the amount of games the teams have to deal with, the players have to deal with, whatever is with their teams or with the national teams and so on, or commercial reasons. Or So now it's becoming, having this kind of a rotation into the squad allows you to be more fresh when you play, but also keep more the people more happy because they can see, well, I can play. Maybe I'm not starting, but maybe starting the next one. So it's it's a lot of things that before it were not introduced by many other coaches because probably also the amount of games were less. And then obviously you could take maybe more or usually more the same 11. So what does Liverpool mean to you now? Everything. One of the best teams in the world. Everything. It was my first experience away from home. I was so young at the time. I didn't even speak English really well. And I learned Scouse, which is the <laughs> kind of a accent, yeah. accent, yeah. And it was like a, you know a life um, experience for me to be in one of those clubs in the academy, and the year after signing, getting a contract in the first team, you know, and having working in the first team of Liverpool, it was a huge thing, you know. I got, I was talking, I was coaching players. Um, like Xavi Alonso, Pepe Reina, Fernando Torres, I mean, uh, Javier Mascherano, you know, uh, Arbeloa, Steven Gerrard, Jamie Carragher, I mean, all those players, to be close to them, it was a huge experience. Experience that um, I tried to record everything in my mind, uh, as every day was, I was like someone that was saying thank you for just being there, you know, and having that opportunity to to be part of that team. And in that year, we, we finished second of the league in the Premier League, just behind Manchester United. And um, it was huge. If you may not be able to see, the guy who's recording this, my partner in this endeavor, the podcast, he's a Liverpool fan and he's going absolutely mad, uh, saying we are the best and this team is the best and things. So from my end, Fernando Torres was that. You know, there is always this Messi, Ronaldo, the great players who we always love. But Fernando Torres was that player who in me made me feel like, oh, this this guy is something else. He made me love football all the more. He's that guy for me. How was it working with him? And you got to work with the best Fernando Torres. Because I'm a Chelsea fan. By the time he came to Chelsea, his injuries, uh, his knee was not the same. He was never the same player. But you got the best Fernando Torres, uh, the version of him as a player. You know... Uh, you know that the first time Rafa called him, mm-hmm. uh, he thought he, would, he, he he didn't expect that call. He was at the Atletico de Madrid at that time. And um, that's that was like, you know, I think Liverpool gave him a lot to Fernando and Fernando gave a lot to Liverpool because it was like the perfect match. And, um, you know, that's that was huge. I mean, and he become one of the when Chelsea signed him. I don't think he, he wasn't that bad like people think. Exactly. But the problem is when you expect a lot, a lot, and you know uh, this is one of the problems. The big expectations is never helps, you know. And and I think he did a lot of goals. He scored and he brought a lot to Chelsea as well. But um, it's better when you don't 
people don't expect that much and then you deliver, you know. Uh, but definitely the numbers, if, you can, if we see them properly, definitely we will have a more objective, though that information in front of us, we'll see that he was great as well because he's a great player. He's been a great player. Yeah, absolutely. I loved him in Chelsea also. He scored against Barcelona, scored in the Europa final, got a lot of assists also. So, uh, but yeah. So, what about Steven Gerrard? Well, a captain, a, a guy that, you know, just with his presence meant a lot. He deserved full respect from everyone in, in, in the football world. And um, for me, it was, I had a nice feeling with him because also with, with the name, you know, Canova Gerard, Gerard and was a kind of this family, uh, like kind of friend or kind of a close mm. just for that, you know, and on um, someone that later on I visited him when he went to, to play in MLS and I saw him there, I went there for a few days to see him. You know, he's it's, it's a nice guy and nice person and, and now as a coach, you know, as a manager also. So I'm sure one day he's going to be managing Liverpool because he's a lot, the only club that he played for and even he got options to go in in a massive clubs as well. You know, he, I think he Liverpool without Steven Gerrard would not be Liverpool. Basic as that, you know, it's been one of the best captains ever and one of the best players ever. And what about Carragher? I hated him when he was uh, playing for Liverpool, but as an analyst, he is my favorite now. Or my entire opinion of him has changed as a human being. So, what was he like? Well, uh, it's a kind of same in terms of, you know, a player that gave absolutely everything for his club. And, um, his career and I was more into commentating and, and all this, but he was, you know, showing that passion and this, this, um, this work also in this commitment for the club that he loves. What about uh, Gustavo Poe? You worked with him in Brighton. Yeah. Gustavo, Gustavo is a, I mean, it's a person that in terms of passion and his is on top of it, you know, how he he approaches every game with this energy and this um this tactical adaptations, it's it's one of the best that they work so far. And um he he's he done so well at Brighton, you know, getting improving the team from League One level, from getting promoting and to get him close to to the Premier League. And all, I think, you know, helped a lot in the development of Brighton as a club. And also in Sunderland, it was a top one. So definitely is a guy that gets results, makes the team competitive. And I like how he is, you know, it's, it's someone with passion, someone with big knowledge. And he's been perfect for English football because he's been there playing for different teams before and obviously coaching in the recent years. So, uh, how was uh, Samaras? Because I really liked him at, uh, when he was in England. Yeah, Giorgio Samaras was obviously, that was in the end of his career. After that, he we went to play just for Zaragoza for six months after um, our club and um, in, in the States. Uh, he was a player in that moment. He was having some injuries, some complaints, some problems after. But he was 
before he was a huge, huge player in, uh, in he was in Manchester City and Celtic. I mean, in Scotland. I mean, and also he became champions of Europe in in um, with his uh, in Europe uh, with Greece. You know, and I mean, what can we say about him as a striker? It was it was amazing. But uh, the only thing with us did well, but the only problem was he was dragging those injuries and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the best moment of his career. You know, it was like in the last years of his career as a football player. Uh, did you work with Orlandi also in Brighton? Yes, yes, with Orlandi. He's... So he's, he's a really good friend of mine. Uh, oh. Outside of football, I mean, he's a guy that lives in Barcelona and we obviously he's been in India or yeah. played for Chennaiin, and that's why one of the persons that I spoke to him a lot at the time, you know, because uh, he gave me a lot of information about what is India and Indian football, Indian people, Indian culture, and so on. So, which club do you support? Well, since I was a kid, uh, I. I like Barcelona, you know, my family, many, many of my family supports FC Barcelona. Um, but, you know, from my experiences and Liverpool will always be in my heart because it's, mm. it was the main, main thing, you know, that happened to me in football. And then after that, all the clubs that I've been part of or that I'm part of, I keep really good memories. And uh, I try to, I always gonna wish the best of the best things, uh, best luck to all the teams that gonna, you know, that I've been part of whatever role I was. So in, in Africa, I, I like to see Ghana doing well, you know, in, in, in Sweden, in, in every country. Like the day that I leave this, this club, I hope Northeast keep going well and gonna do the best because that's, that's the way I am, and I only expect and I, I hope for the best of, of all of those places. Now, if I can ask you to, uh, from the players that you've coached, to have a best uh, five-a-side team, can you do that? The best no, players that you've coached. It's impossible. But <laughs> okay. uh, uh, No, but uh, basically, if you go and you pick up the best from a lab, uh, Liverpool, some uh, <laughs> of Ghana, yes. But... It's not the same, for example, at the moment that you, what time you pick them up, you know. For example, Giorgio Samaras at one point, it was huge. And the last years of the career probably is not going to be the same, but that happens to everyone. Fernando Torres of that moment of Liverpool, it's, it's a better player than probably the last two years of his career, but this happens to all the players, you know. It depends, it depends. It's, it's, it's impossible to... Or oh, Samoa Jan, you know, Samoa Jan, you can say it's, it's, you know, how can you compare Samoa Jan and Fernando Torres, you know? Hmm. It's all are really good, but some, you know, it depends on the context, the situation, probably in Africa, you know, everybody knows more Samoa for how good it's been in Africa, you know, and uh, in England and in Europe, what he, Fernando Torres, brought into the game, it's massive. You know, and also Fernando Torres was a a World Cup champion with Spain. I mean, but Euro also. Yes. So it, talking about big, big figures, if you want to have perfect uh, eleven or best players, obviously you 
you're going to stick to many that they were at Liverpool because that was a fantastic side at that time and because they got World, World Cup champions. So, last two questions. Uh, the last question, the one is this season with the Northeast United FC, what is the objective, the main objective? First, first, it's about to being competitive, to be a team that we have a clear identity, that people feel proud of the team. And definitely, I've seen that in the eight games that we played. To be honest, the same games that we played, the two friendlies before the season started and the eight games that we played. And when, when I'm proud when I see that, that the team fights, fight, this fighting spirits and great chances and this is for me, you know, the most important. A team that controls the game. And controlling the game doesn't mean to have the ball like 90% of the time or 90% more than the... No, for me, controlling the game means be a team that creates chances, more chances than the opponent. And at the same time, that we be strong and we don't allow the other team to get anything from us. And we know that no matter what you do, it's it's going to be almost impossible because the other team going to try to, and they have good players, good coaches, and they're going to try to do the same. But this is our our target. And at the same time, improve the players, all of them, to be sure that after this season, if their level was this at the beginning, after the season, they're going to be like that. So as a team, to be competitive, to be fighting, to 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 go for the game in every single one, with the chances to win every single game. And and that's what we've seen in these eight games. There is no one game that you said, well, the other team was much better than Northeast United. No in every single no in even one game we were like that. I had that feeling. And um and that's something that we need to feel proud of ourselves, but it's not like a something that is done and that's that's it no no we have to stick to it we have to keep improving keep getting better and as a as individuals as i said everyone has a space for a range for improvement we have to to provide that as a coaching staff the last one is uh, do, you, do you have a favorite funny moment that happened to you as a coach or a player while you were on the sidelines during a game I don't know if the word is funny or but probably the the moments that you feel more satisfied, more happy, more success is is when you when you actually prepare something in trainings and you realize that this is happening in the game and if you can in defense in defensive point of view, you can deal with that situation perfectly, then you feel proud of it, you feel happy. In offensive, if you create, a, you propose a scenario or you play like this and then you create that chance and you score from that, then you feel, you know, so happy. That's, uh, that's, that's something that you see in every game, you know, and that's the best satisfaction that I had, to be honest. Thank you so much, Gerard. Uh, thanks so much for the Agreeing to this, you are a great fan. Uh, I have to say this, I really enjoy watching your team play. I'm a big fan of uh, a team, like you said, controlling the game without the ball because yeah. the defensive organization is excellent. And uh, more power to you, uh, I hope. That Northeast of India, as an Indian football fan, is a massive 
place for uh, getting players for the national team. Yeah. And to represent that side, over the years, we didn't have a great Northeast team, to be completely honest. There was one that qualified for the top four under El Koshikar. Uh, and I hope that you guys, you can continue that trend and give more opportunities and do what you're doing. Because thank, you. Really for us, thank you. Thank you for your words. For us, one of the positive things that we've seen so far is that we we are a team that can, you know, if, if we don't have like um, Angulo, that he scores six, seven, eight goals or, or Valskis, we are a team that many players can score goals. And this actually, I prefer to have a team like this because... It's not that you just depend on one player in offensive part of the game. And this is huge because you see that our central backs can score mainly from set pieces. And you see that our wingers can create something and can score by themselves, or our strikers or our midfielders. And then it's, it's harder for the opponents because it's not who they're going to control, who they're going to take care of, you know, who they're going to manage. No, it's a team that they're going to try to you know that they're not gonna they're gonna feel harder to to deal with and that's what we want to have a team absolutely uh, one of the best teams that i look forward to watching this season without any shadow of a doubt and i love your passion also when you drop the f-bomb after one of the games i thought that was that was great because it showed how much you cared about the team and uh, how happy you were with the character i hope it goes on to you and thank you so much for your time you've been absolutely wonderful Thank you. Bye. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. That was all in this episode of Injury Time and we'll be back with more regular shows and more interviews. We have already got few of them in the can and we'll release it soon. If you want to keep abreast with what we're doing, you can follow us on social media at Injury Time IND on, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, everywhere. It's the same at Injury Time IND. So please do follow us, subscribe to the podcast and uh, keep supporting us. And we'll try to bring the best content we can to you as well. So till the next episode, stay safe and enjoy the game.